Hello, hello, it's Kevin here. Hope you're having a great day. It's another edition of the Mindshare Mentorship Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, today I want to talk to you about uh, what, how I would do, how I would sell web design if I couldn't actually do the implementation work myself. So I know there's at least one web designer in the group and, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I come from web design and development background as well. And that was sort of where I, where my roots began, uh, in early two thousands as a teenager, I'd build websites and in community and had a forum. There was all kinds of stuff going on. A couple of those uh, websites with a couple forums and a couple things going on when I was a, a teenager and that was great. And, uh, over the years I've kind of developed and I, I built a lot of websites for a lot of companies I worked for. And then eventually added more more marketing related services and kind of grew that side of the business as I got a little more experienced with both marketing and business and uh, and some of the other tactical things. So those were kind of my roots. But if I were to go back today, like let's say my entire business went away and I wanted to be in the business of say web design, uh, how would I package and sell it in a way that is advisory more so than implementation? So the way I would probably do it, and now all of this is based on this premise of the the idea that. Uh, as a as a fiduciary advisor, it's just a better experience for your clients. So we're kind of what I'm. First of all, and I guess part of the other premise in the context that I'm seeing is that a lot of marketing teams um, and a lot of the ways clients are hiring, both internally and externally, is with distributed individuals. So you may have freelancers and consultants and even agencies, and then those things come together, and that's kind of the entire experience for the client. And uh, so we're kind of seeing a bit more of that as opposed to just a done for you full service agency, and. So with this premise, I think if I were to do a web design kind of project, um, you know, as an advisor, I think the whole premise is that if you were able to provide a fiduciary level of service for your clients, it's a better buying experience because one, you become kind of their trusted guide, their advocate, their, uh, their kind of go-to who for a fixed fee will give them the right instructions, the right people, the right recommendations, and, and you don't make any profit on the implementation. So um, so that's kind of the background context. The idea being as well that if you're not very experienced in buying certain services, it can be very daunting and you have to hold people accountable. You're like, maybe you get a, two proposals and the prices are vastly different. Like, how do you even know where to pick? So there's a lot of reasons why being an advisor and hiring an advisor is a valuable thing for clients that can afford one especially if you can help facilitate the implementation. And that's where bringing in good suppliers to save time on finding people or partners. Um, <clears throat> that's where uh, guiding the process and kind of just informing the direction along the way is all very valuable stuff. So um, how so how does that apply to web design? Um, so if you, if you believe, and if you're trying to go towards the advisory service because you sort of believe something similar and you're willing to facilitate execution, not necessarily do the work, let's use web design as an example. How do you do that in a pure advisory kind of way? So I hope you're following along still because I know I'm, I tend to take you on a path here and I'm going to do the same in this one. So really there's a couple things. One is really people aren't hiring you for a new website. They're hiring you for a business result. So what, you know, what I would start with is the strategy piece and say, well, what are your goals? Who is your target market? What are you trying to communicate? How's your positioning? And I would really add a lot of strategic marketing stuff to the equation. And that way, when you do put pixels to the to the wall, if you will, you're going to do it in a way that is intentional and well-designed and meets business objectives as opposed to just do website design for the sake of website design. Now, that's how I would start. I would probably charge for a discovery or I wouldn't, or, you know, uh, like I, it's kind of depending on whether they have a scope or not. So I might charge for a discovery in order to create a scope and that lets clients figure out, okay, first of all, this guy understands my business. He's done, asked some questions, done some research, gotten clear on our goals, gotten clear on everything, figured out a scope and basically has helped 
devise a scope of work that we can then um, take out shop around and come to kind of some price for the rest of the project on. That's what I used to do in web design. I used to charge about 10% or whatever I thought the project would be roughly around a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. And I would, you know, send out a very similar questionnaire to the ones in this group. And, uh, and then I would scope out the project because very rarely did clients actually have a meaningful scope. But I would do it in a way that was backed by their goals, their target market, their competition, and and uh, kind of create a little mini strategy out of the whole thing as well. So that was kind of my process before. So I would probably do something like that again. I would charge maybe more than that now. You know, I would work with bigger clients. I'd probably charge somewhere like five grand for that. Phase one. Now, with that comes you need to wireframe the site, you need to design it, and then you need to develop it, and you need to write content for it. So what I would do is I would use part of the strategy process to maybe create some, some rough wireframes or do that as a kind of an ongoing phase. So if they want to keep going with you, here's how it works. Um, the whole project maybe costs this price, but what they get from you is wireframes, introductions to developers that they can use forever, introductions to designers that they can use forever for the right price for them and their and skills. Uh, same with writers. So I would have that strategy and I would probably wireframe up things myself, at least at a very basic level, unless I could pass them on to someone who would do an equally good job. But by wireframing it, you're really creating that kind of, you're solidifying the strategic direction. You're, you're figuring out what ingredients need to be on the page and that's where your expertise comes into play. So I would probably wireframe it myself and that's something I enjoy doing still. And I do that with my consulting engagements anyway. So for example, I'm currently helping clients redesign a website or design a website for the first time and I'm wireframing it for them during discussions. And then we're going to pass that over to designers who have already brought in and they're designing it after my wireframes and then developers and uh, yada, yada, yada. And they're doing some of their own content themselves. So let's say it's five grand for, or a couple grand for an initial research and scoping process, maybe one or two grand. Uh, maybe the next phase is like an ongoing retainer and look, maybe, or I don't know, or, or a fixed fee for the entire project. Let's call it 10 grand. So you wireframe, that's probably the better way to do it, by the way, uh, fixed fee. <clears throat> so you wireframe it for them and then you introduce them to designers, developers, and they basically design and develop and build on top of it. And you basically kind of put them in touch with the client, but you're kind of half coordinating, depending on your level of engagement, either half coordinating or, or just kind of uh, or sort of loosely directing the whole thing. Or if you wanted a higher level of engagement, um, for example, someone in this group, uh, Ant, he does, he's an e-learning uh, consultant and he's wondering how do you toe the line between implementation and advice? And this is kind of where I'm headed with this is, you know, either I would advise on and say, look, here are the wireframes, here's the strategy, go give it to the designer. Let me know if you have any questions and I'll make sure that the project stays on the rail and then go give it to the developer when that's done. I'll make sure all the details and, and everything are figured out from a development standpoint. And when you have copy written, you can go talk to this writer if you want or write something and I'll give you feedback on it. But either way, I'll make sure that I'll shepherd the project through to completion. So uh, the, it depends on the level of whether I'm going to manage the whole thing for you, which I don't recommend, but you could do, or I'm just going to kind of be there to, to give you guidance along the way after I wireframe it. And those would have different price points, obviously. The benefit of that is that the client makes sure that they, they apply your, your standards, right? You know, and all the design details and the development and the copy, and maybe you help with their messaging and some of their content stuff. You help them kind of just provide feedback and guidance along the way. Now you charge a premium for this, but the benefit as well is that you bring in developers. Like I've got a developer from the Philippines. He's like 25, 30 bucks an hour and does extraordinary work. Um, if I introduce them to my client, first of all, the development costs would be dramatically cheaper, which offsets some of the strategy piece that they're getting from me. And they would have that developer forever. If they wanted to, you know, continue working with that person, they now have a really great developer at a lower cost. So that's one of the, the lingering benefits that you can charge for because they have that as a perpetual benefit. 
same with designers. I can propose inexpensive or good designers or sometimes good to begin with and then inexpensive after for ongoing stuff. Same with writers, et cetera, et cetera. So that hiring piece is a benefit. And then eventually when the site is done, you've, they've got a little team that can help maintain and update and develop on the website. And maybe they don't really need you as much anymore, but you've kind of captured most of your profit in the process, but you haven't had to do all the coding development, marking of other people's time, et cetera. You can kind of pass those people on, have them work with the client directly, kind of under your general advisement, um, but ultimately come to the same result. And when you bring in inexpensive developers and you know specialized individuals that you know are the right price for the right client, the the net result is they end up getting the same outcome. Uh, maybe it's the same price, maybe it's slightly more, maybe it's slightly less, but they've had a lot of kind of expert guidance along the way and a lot of uh, I's dotted, T's crossed, and it's not up to them to make all the decisions along the way, nor do they have to vet the quality of all the work they're seeing. You know, that's part of your job if you were to advise in this process to make sure that the outcome and the deliverables were all very high standards and not missing anything. Um, so that's kind of how I would probably do it. And I would probably charge, you know, 10 or 15 grand uh, all in, maybe, maybe more, depending on the size of the project could be considerably more if it's a big project, uh, and do a few of those a year. And then I'd be, you know, not involved with all the details of project management and everything else. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of benefits that, um, that would, that would potentially come out of this. So that's how I would do kind of advisory services in an, in a web design setting. Now, the only way you can sell your head, your expertise, and this is the important nuance here is by having some sort of specialization. So you're the guru on web design and strategy for X industry. And that way you've seen all the things, you've got all the case studies, like that's really the main way to do it. Otherwise people won't really value just your expertise. Ideally you can apply it to very hard projects, uh, specialized needs. Like I used to work for a law firm and we redesigned their website using an outside agency. That agency was a, f a specialist in law firms and they charged something like 300,000 or $200,000 uh, for this redesign and development. And that's a big, you know, big enough project. Right. And, um, but the only way they could do that is if they specialize and it's the same with your way with your advisory services. If you want to get paid for just your advice, you got to be so good that like it no longer makes sense for you to do implementation because your time would be too expensive, but you can provide a level of excellence that, that really helps. And then maybe you create an ongoing retainer after that that says, look, we're going to measure and monitor these things. We're going to look at using, we're going to use tools like Hotjar and Google analytics and whatever to assess how people are using the website, whether it's converting, right? So you're bringing all that strategic stuff and then maybe you have it flows into a recurring revenue backend um, that allows you to review stuff and kind of make suggestions and tweaks along the way, but not being the one to then manage the projects and direct the whole show, maybe passing it on to designers or developers to, to actually implement. So that's the goal. So again, remember folks, if you want to specialize or if you want to sell your advice, you got to specialize, you know, uh, have a rare skill. Otherwise people will just hire the generalist who can kind of do a reasonably good job. Um, and, and yeah, like if you can facilitate the execution, it's not like here, I'll wireframe it. Good, go luck, good luck, <laughs> go find developers and designers and, and whatnot. It's gotta be like, I'll help you basically get end to end. I just won't project management. I won't like review copy from a, like, I'm not going to copy edit your stuff. And you know, it's up to you to choose photos and to place content, you know, as the client, um, I'm not going to do all that stuff for you, but I'm going to make sure that the project runs on as it should and gets the results that you're looking for, whether that's increasing conversion rates, uh, getting more leads, tours, lead, uh, subscribers, whatever the goal of your business is. Um, that's kind of how I'd look at it. So that's how I would do it. Now, again, it takes a long time to become specialized and ideally you want to do this for, if you're going to do web design, uh, and as an advisor, you'd want to do it for kind of a, a very niche industry that had some complexities to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you don't have to be the one coding. You don't have to be the one designing. You can be the one 
wireframing it or whatever your skill is, um, maybe creating proof of concepts, but otherwise leaving it to the client to manage the, the nuances and the, the, the details, the migrations, the, the content requirements and all that stuff, which is, you know, just monotonous task work at the end of the day. And you just make sure that, you know, you're kind of like the general contractor in a construction setting. You just make sure it all gets done right. Your reputation's on the line, but the benefit is they get a, a site that's way better than any one agency or freelancer or or anything could do, and you get to charge a higher effectively hourly rate. And then later you can package that methodology into some sort of a product or info product that you can sell at scale. So that's kind of my, my long-winded thoughts on how to sell web design as a, an advisory kind of service, um, web design development. Um, it may not be right for you, and there's a whole ton of nuance here, but um, but yeah, like it can be really an extraordinary way to kind of create more leverage. Or if maybe you're too busy and you say, hey, uh, I can refer you to another agency. They'll get you through most of the process. But what you can do is you can charge, I'll charge five grand and I'll kind of go through the strategy process with you and then sort of be around for the project. You can ask questions as needed, but otherwise one or two or three different agencies or people will do the job for you. If you're good and trusted, people will pay that extra premium because you're going to help keep their costs down, do only the right things and then kind of uh, avoid mistakes. And that's a really big factor as well. So I uh, hope that helps. I, I'm curious uh, to hear, I'm going to, you know, Put this out there and see if anybody resonates with this but it kind of applies to any implementation you do there is an advisory portion in order to do that you have to remain neutral you have to be specialized um, which means you can't be incentivized by uh, you know differently by a thirty thousand dollar or forty thousand dollar implementation uh, you make your money on the fixed fee that's the fiduciary standard and um uh, obviously working in the client's best interest and then uh i don't know what the last piece was um, but uh yeah i hope this I hope this helps I'll sign off for now and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.